Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 105 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers now. Bob Stauffer with you. We're going to have some fun here. Brendan, you better be ready if you're going to have your uncle text the show. The second hour of Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plans, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. You can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630 with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest volume Ford dealers in the province of Alberta, Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. We're available on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. River Cree has Clay Waker. Uh, let's try that again. Country music star Clay Walker. <laughs> Clay Waker. <laughs> Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. I'll learn how to read eventually, April 5th. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. Stauffer, inspector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta reminding you the new Century Mile Casino opens April 1st and racing starts April the 28th. And uh, guests on the show, with the exception of Mark Spector, receive gift cards to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton, South Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Brennan, I got to read this text. You've got you've got a fan. I found it too. So you know you're gonna you know what happens now, right? You're gonna quiz me. I'm gonna quiz you. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a hard one. The Fizzler has texted the show. What about Bob Stoffer for the GM? Definitely a fit with the culture if you listen to the show and you know he's rarely wrong. From the Fizzler. Well, Fizzler, if I was GM. The owners would not have traded Taylor Hall. That I can tell you, okay, for what it's worth. You can te- they would have worked around whatever challenges were with Taylor Hall at that time. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, and suffice to say, when Keith Gretzky was on the show yesterday, I'm 100% in concurrence with his belief that you emphasize speed and skill. Remember, I, I covered a team called the U of A Golden Bears, mm-hmm. and they have a very specific... You, you know how the Red Wings spec played and everybody wanted to play like the Red Wings? Yes. Yeah, there, there's a reason why. Uh, Stevie Y. RCN is the massive defender of all things Mike Gillis. 
The Longo contract in Vancouver was a good contract under those rules at that time. The fact that the NHL made new rules under the 2013 CBA that punished those type of contracts after the fact is not on Mike Gillis. You want those GMs who can think outside the box and find loopholes? He did that in Vancouver. And he brought sports science and analytics into a mix a decade ago before most teams even considered it. Gilman is my slam dunk GM, but Gillis as a president of hockey operations would certainly fit Edmonton as well from RCN, who, by the way, is a Flames fan. Is that why you're saying this? Uh, yeah, it's Gillis is everything uh, you guys are looking for. The fact that he's a bit of a jerk shouldn't discredit him. In fact, uh, it should put him on a pedestal. That one comes to us from RCN. Here we go. Uh, Big Bird says, Bob, are you having a tough time today? Add a little bit more Baileys. It might help from Big Bird. Well, there's no coffee up here. I brought one from the press uh, room, Bob. But you didn't bring any Baileys. No, it's illegal. I I, I haven't smuggled any in yet. Uh, Shane out of Edmonton says, why is nobody talking about Steve Eiserman as GM? Because he's not uh, available. Uh, Where was this one about... Brendan Escott here. Brendan, did you find, is this your uncle? It's, oh, you out of Wainwright. You guys should let Brendan talk more. The young man has more hockey knowledge than you and Spec combined. You know, I got to wow. say, Wainwright, you need to elevate your standards if you want to make the point. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Not even an ounce of credit, Bob. Not even one ounce. <laughs> Brendan. Oh, let's go. Uh, how tough should I be? Oh, come uh, on now. Don't do this to the kid. Brendan, who scored the fifth goal for the Oilers in the <laughs> 6-2 victory over Montreal when they closed out their series in three straight games in 1981? <laughs> Just guess Gretzky. <laughs> and off goes my microphone. <laughs> Nobody knows the answer to that except for Bob. And Dave Lumley. Yeah, Dave Lumley. Into Lumley. an empty net. The fifth goal. And then Gretzky scored with about 12 seconds left for his uh, hat-trick goal of that game in the 6-2 game. Just having fun with you, Brendan. You're a rising star. We love you. And it's great that you got an uncle in Wainwright that texts the show. I, I got a, I've got one of my uncles that texts me and tells me how crappy I am every day on this show. So it's a, it's a terrific thing. Uh, again, you can text. How come nobody ever mentions Gar Snow for a GM job? Well, I think we have the answer to that. This text from Mike. Talent evaluation number one, negotiation skills numbers number two. Uh, Corey out of Slave Lake, how about uh, no to Mike Gillis? He killed Vancouver. What makes you think he wouldn't do the same to Edmonton? Again, you can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Lots of different perspectives. Out of St. Paul, Brendan, the answer is WTF cares. Great job, man. Keep it up. See, they're loving you, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it. Quit having your uncles text the show, Brendan. RCN, uh, oh, this text says, Bob, RCN's a Flames fan. Wouldn't a Flames fan talk about, you know, the Flames from James in Lloydminster? Hmm. Could talk about the Flames. They are leading the Western Conference. Well, you know what? Uh, this show's called Oilers Now, and every time I bring up the Flames, somebody's giving me crap for it, Spec. Yeah, well. I mentioned that Derek Ryan had turned out to be a pretty effective signing for Calgary. Yeah. You know, he's only plus 15, and he's got about 35 points. Is Giordano going to win the Norris? Uh, Giordano. Well, you tell me. Yeah, you he vote should for win Norris. He should win the Norris. He's, so. he's had the best. I mean, Mike Smith gets you through two, three rounds of the playoffs? We'll see. Come on. Don't tell me we'll see. Give me an answer. Vegas and Calgary, round two would be a tough series. Right. 
That's going to be a tough series. They have enough goaltending to win, Flames? Well, Vegas has got better goaltending. Yep. Agreed? Flurry's better? Yep. Okay. You know who's going to win the Central? Saint, unless Bennington falls apart, St. Louis is winning the Central. Well, Take a look at their defense. I know there's guys out there that think Bowmeister's done. If you actually watched St. Louis play over the last month? No, they've been really good. Like they are, and they, they don't like Nashville a bit. They they are leaking coming home down the stretch here. Yeah, right? they're one line team at this point. Yeah, and um, it's, it's almost like the the time has passed Nashville a little bit. Like they got to the top, they didn't win, and now they're it's on the way back down. Mark, we've specifically avoided about twenty percent of the texters on a person today. Okay, what person? I don't read the text. Keith Kretzky. Okay. What do you think? Can he do it? Well, I think he could do be a general manager. You know, the only question, and obviously should be interviewed here, and he's all, he's running the shop, and he's the one guy that, that's getting a trial run mm-hmm. ahead of everyone else who will be interviewed. Absolutely deserves an interview and, and deserves every chance for the job. I guess my thing would be if you scour the league corner to corner uh, and he's the best guy, then give him the job. You know, if that's what you think, then give him the job. I have no problem with Keith Kresge running this team. Uh, I think that if you scour the league top to bottom, side to side, that you'll probably find someone more qualified, but maybe you won't. I mean, he's basically had 18 years of NHL experience in a a variety of roles, right? right? Sure. So uh, we mentioned Hunter and we mentioned McCrimmon, and they're both legitimate candidates. Yeah. Those guys have been in the league for three years. Yeah, Lawrence Gilman's been around a long time. We talked about him for sure. There's lots of good suggestions at no, this there's, time. There's no one right answer is, here. Is, okay, let me throw this at you. Does it make more sense to be up and running with somebody than to bring another guy in who comes and evaluates for six months? Do you think, put it this way, do you think Peter Shirelli looks... And we both like Adam Larson. He's a tremendous guy, mm-hmm. right? And the Oilers did improve dramatically the first year. Sure. And Hall won the league MVP, which probably nobody saw happening the next year. Then Shirley looks at that and goes, you know, maybe I did too much when I came in. And I bring this up because he wanted to put it, he wanted to impact things. And, like, you know what? Craig McTavish earned, like, say what you want. He, he, traded, uh, he traded David Prawn, got a 16th overall pick. Now... My understanding is the Oilers really liked Joel Erickson Eck, and it really had time for Svechnikov, mm-hmm. Jenny Svechnikov, and somehow Mark Spector. They didn't have Kyle Connor or Brock Besser or Matthew Barzell as high, and I'm still trying to figure out why that was the case with that group at that time. Was that the Shabbat uh, draft Shabbat, year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could have had him in that group. Yes, they could have. They could have had any, any one of those four players at 16. Okay. okay? So I, I don't know why that occurred. Now, we do know that Stu McGregor was fired as head scout on June the 20th. And Stu missed in the past on some heavier bodies early in the second round. The amateur scouting wasn't good enough back then. Right. Wasn't well, and, and some people might tell you there were some influences. On, I know for a fact that McTavish, you know, had his vision and Tambellini had it. And this is the thing that gets factored in. The GM ultimately gets tied to it, right? So I guess where I'm going with this is... If the guys that are working in the organization know right now, Shirelli, first of all, do you believe that Shirelli, for the most part, acted alone or with a very narrow scope in terms of who he deployed 
to make trades. You just said he didn't make good trades. I know he didn't make good trades, but I would suggest, like all GMs, he would send out a, you know, you they're in constant contact with their pro scouts. Yeah. You know, they've got guys in the East. They'd say, hey, who's working for him? Was Maury working for him? Maury no, Garrett Maury's was, been fired you know, since June 20th. Or Paul Messier is working for him out there. Dwayne Sutter's his chief pro guy. He would J- say Dwayne to those Sutter's guys, his chief pro guy. Right. He'd say, take a look at this guy and tell me what you think, for sure. Like, yeah. But it doesn't matter to me. Like we, To me, the buck stops at the GM's desk. Don't I don't want to get into this murky, well, I scouted this guy, but that guy scouted that guy. It's the GM's job to get the trade right. Okay. GM loses trades, he loses trades. We don't blame his scouts. Right. You know, And if he starts losing trades on the say-so from his scouts, well, guess what you do? You replace your scouts. You know, we're ripping Gillis for the draft record in Vancouver. All right, so agree or disagree with the sentiment. Shirelli's pro-player procurement and cap management. It's brutal. His amateur side, I think, is decent. Yeah, it's amateur well, record was decent. Sure, and we all know that in almost in 99% of pro organizations that the GM ha- hires a director of scouting, an amateur head, you know, like Keith Gretzky, and outside of a high first-round pick, tends to stay out of his way. GMs don't generally. Now, they're odd one will, a guy like a Jim Benning who's a real scout at heart. But generally speaking, the, all the GMs I know, they don't spend a lot of time in amateur ranks looking at the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth-round picks. They have amateur scouts out there. They've got director, directors of amateur scouting who are in charge of that. Uh, Chris has tweeted at me, Bob, what about Ron Francis as a possible GM? He was ousted after Tom Dundon's new ownership and did have a minority share in the Hurricanes. First of all, I just want to say Ron Francis, first-class reputation, as sterling of a reputation of a guy in the league as you'd ever come across. Number two, nothing got out of there, ever. Nothing ever leaked out of that organization when he was there. This text, Farrow tweets or tweets the show, to me, Mike Gillis scares me as a GM because he reminds me of Dallas Aiken's forward thinking. Well, Dallas is going to probably – he's probably going to be the next head coach the NFL. Well, what do you mean? You don't want someone who's forward thinking? You want someone who only looks back? I mean, come on. When we come back, we're going to talk about coaching. Hmm. Speck wrote a piece today. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This text comes in saying, Bob, just because all those players were available in the 2015 draft that you referred to, mentioning Kyle Connor, Brock Besser, uh, Thomas Shabbat, Matthew Barzell, doesn't mean that the Edmonton Oilers would have developed them properly. That's fair. Uh, again, you can text us. Uh, here's here's an illustration of the uh, range of comments. Bob, Craig Tavish also traded Jeff Petrie for relatively nothing. Uh, in fairness, the owners got a second and a fourth. The second was used to get Cam Talbot, and the fourth was used to select Caleb Jones. But Jeff Petrie's a hell of a defenseman and has been for a number of years. Um uh, Rick says, Bob, would the owners promote Jay Woodcroft to be the next head coach of the Edmonton Oilers? That's where we're going to go next. Uh, and uh, Tyler in Saskatoon says, Bob, I feel like Craig Matavich wasn't given enough time to complete his vision. I would like him to be back for more time than 18 months as general manager. That's what I mean about the range. I mean, Are you kidding me? That, that, that's what the guy just texted the show, yeah. Spec. More time. That's right. More time. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Speaking of coaching, you wrote a piece today about Ken Hitchcock, and it said what? Well, it's the. uh, I would preface it by saying, Bob, I think we all know what's going to happen here. They're going to hire a new GM, and that GM will hire his own coach. I would think it's about a five percent chance that Ken Hitchcock comes back next year, but as head coach, as head coach, he will be back. uh, You know, he's got. 
two years left of the deal from Dallas, that there will be some consulting or something going on here with him for sure, which is fine. But I would say this, Bob, we all look at, you know, in the piece I sort of went into the cliches that surround Ken Hitchcock, right? Old school coach, not good with kids. Uh, his his thing gets old with players, right? Players hate playing for him. So I do, I would suggest we look at those things and kind of wonder why. You know, and if you talk to guys who used to play for Ken Hitchcock years ago and they look back now and they go, man, I learned a lot from him. That was some of the best, most educational hockey I ever played. I hated it at the time, right? I hated playing for him because he was a taskmaster and he did certain things certain ways. But in the end, it was very valuable for me. I was surprised by the amount of interplay between the St. Louis players and the Oilers bench during the course of that game last Tuesday because I could hear it. Okay. And it was deep-rooted. It was interesting. But what does that mean? Well, What does it mean? Quit being so cryptic. What are you saying? I mean, they were kicking the snot out of the Oilers, okay. and they, they were enjoying it. Okay. So what does that got to do with Hitchcock? Well, it was interesting. You talk about former players. And, okay. And so anyhow, uh, I, I think you know we're headed down an inevitable path here, right? Like I think – Basically, what we've seen is Todd McClellan and Ken Hitchcock, with about 80% of the same roster, uh, have had pretty much ended up the same place. They're both reputable coaches. Yep. Uh, you know, a little bit different system-wise. Hitch a little bit more zone, a little bit more middle zone breakout. Have the best players on the Edmonton Orders not had their best seasons? Under both guys. Under both guys, now under Ken Hitchcock. Yes, they have. Right. Let's go back, Bob. The one player that has improved dramatically under Hitchcock has been Cassian. He's the player that's benefited the most. I think Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. I think some would say that Dreisaitl was just going and steering that direction. Yeah, but it's not just how many points he gets. They got the same record. The the it's not just how many points Dreisaitl gets. He's a better player. He's. uh, I've noticed his body language is better. He's not that guy that and you watched for he's m- maturing in he's front of maturing him. and so anyhow uh well uh, let's go back to that san jose five okay there's four loss. okay there's four jobs that's okay let's just say philadelphia fires scott gordon buffalo fires phil owsley and gordon's an interim coach and la fires willie desjardins none of those guys are coming here what no 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 just, just listen who would have a better probability of getting any of those jobs todd mcclellan or ken hitchcock Oh, at this point in time, Todd McClellan. And the reason why, unfortunately, and I'm not an ageist, but one of the things working against Ken is age. Uh, hey, I'm I'm not saying Ken's a long-term solution here by any means. Yep. Okay, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's a, is he 60? He's 68. Seven. 67, 68. He's 67. Yeah. He's not a long-term solution. There's no question about that. I think he's done a fine job, and I think that McClellan did a fine job in Edmonton. There's no question that the coaching here isn't the problem. It's the roster. Okay, right. Let's get okay. that in the table. Okay. There's no doubt about that. So the question is, could you justify bringing him back? And I'd say it's totally dependent upon who gets the job it's, as Jim. It is, but it's not as much justifying. It's is what he... Listen, this team's... Ken Hitchcock is about teaching you to check for the puck. He's a defensive coach. Yes. He comes across that's hard. What, that's what defines you as a coach. Do you but, coach to score the next goal, or do you coach to stop yeah, the next goal right. from being scored? He's He comes across hard. He will call out a player right on the bench when he makes a mistake in front of all his teammates. He's not a guy that takes it into a private place. Uh, players dislike playing for him on a lot of occasions, Bob. And I'll bet you if Connor McDavid was sitting here right next to us, he would say that there's been times he's hated playing for Hitch. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's not a good experience. 
Right? It doesn't mean that guys don't learn a ton and, from that and, coach. And some players can handle being called out in front of their peers, and other guys, okay, they, they don't handle I'm not, it. I want to find out which player is which, Bob. Yeah. I want to know which guy can't handle it. Because what else can't that guy handle? Yeah. Some right? guys, Mark. Some, what other uncomfortable some, situations some guys can't have, that guy handle? We had a manager that had a very thin skin here. Some guys have thick skin. Some guys yeah, have thin well, skin. I want a team full of thick skin guys. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you're in the right broadcast booth, then. Yeah, I want a team full of thick-skinned guys, and if Hitchell so suck it up, ferret that s- out. Suck it up, Buttercup, and we're seeing... You know what? I, I Again, I, I, I do agree. I think there's been some learning lessons. I think this has been... A, I, I'm going to be intrigued to see how many guys actually play for Team Canada or their respective countries, mm-hmm. assuming that they don't close the gap, which is, yeah. again, highly yeah. unlikely, because I wonder how difficult this has been for some of the players on the team this year. Difficult because they're losing again? And losing supposed to be difficult. Yeah, I don't care who you're playing for. There, you know, it 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 hasn't been a horrendous Colorado year like uh, they had a couple of years, but it's been a bad year. It's been an underwhelming year. Yeah. So anyway, at the end of the day, I think the Hitchcock experience has been very unique. I think one of the things that works against him is that there's no incumbent general manager. He's he's got an interim GM here, no. and there is a movement to go into younger guys too. No, that there's kinda, no doubt. And I do think that Ken could be an incredible resource. As a coaching guru or a coaching, yeah, right, from I think his his most valuable resource is being on the bench. I'm not saying he's not useful as a consultant, yeah, but I think the things that he brings is being with the team all the time and demanding a certain well. And level I think he and the one thing I'll say is I like people that love it, and he, he loves, loves it. it, right? And that it there's nothing that frustrates me more working in this business, right. like even on our end, even as broadcasters or writers or whatever. Yeah. I can pick up on the guys that are half-assed yeah. and not really into it and go for the e- – and then the guys that grind, those are the guys that I admire the most, which is – I'm going to tell you right now. I look at the Winnipeg Jets and Craig Heisinger and I and Kevin Sheveldayoff. I'm like, those two guys grinded. Yeah. And their owner, like even though it's True North that owns the team, we all – like at the end of the day – Mark Chipman is the representative. Right, but they – you know, obviously when you have that family above Chipman – that's put the seed money in for the franchise, right? Yes. You're talking the richest family in Canada, but they expected their people to grind. And you know what? The Oilers, you got to grind. You got to grind and grind and grind. And I wonder at times when, uh, you know, the Oilers spent up to the cap, if if they got deployed by agents putting secondary players into this market at, at, at and getting money that they couldn't get elsewhere, and maybe Edmonton needed to grind more. And I want Edmonton to be better between July 15th to 30th in free agency spec yeah. than between the 1st to 15th. I want the Oilers to grind. Spec, you've been great today. <laughs> I just want you to know, more of you and less than me is not the recipe for success on this show. And we're both going to be replaced one day by Brendan Escott. Oh, so it's yeah, hell, that's true. Especially if his uncle from Valleyville keeps uh, texting the show. No, Hitch, 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 is, Hitch is, there's no question he's brought something. And it's been educational for everybody that's been involved. Listen, guys who played for him look back on it and say, man, I learned a ton about hockey. I'm late into the break. I'm late into the break. Uh, let's go to a global news weather traffic update with the one and only Cassandra Jodwan. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.